Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Biz Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Tanvi Nasir, CEO of Tanvi Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that offers both virtual and in-person keynotes and corporate training events. To learn more about the type of leadership topics we can address, visit our company's website at tanvinasir.com, where you can also read some of my writings on leadership on my award-winning, internationally acclaimed leadership blog. And now, let's meet my guest for this episode, Beth Weisenberger. The source of results is actually what gives you those actions and therefore that result. And the source of all your results is your inner dialogue, your thoughts. There's a lot of focus today on leaders and organizations being more authentic and true to who they are, so we not only know what to expect from them, but what drives them as well. Basically, what lies at the heart of these calls is the desire to work with people who bring more humanity to the way they lead. Of course, when we talk about being more human at work, the tendency is for us to focus more on those better parts of our humanity, where we seek to better understand the challenges our employees face and what they really need from us to be successful in their efforts. Unfortunately, bringing more humanity to our leadership also means addressing some of the negative aspects of ourselves. Whether that's our negative inner voice that makes us doubt our abilities, our past experiences that still linger in our minds that hinder our ability to push ourselves forward out of fear of facing that sting of failure once more. So how can we strike this balance of being more human at work while taming these negative elements that tend to weigh us down? That's what I'll be talking about with my guest, Beth Weisenberger. Beth is the co-founder and president of the corporate division of The Handle Group, an executive life coaching company. Her corporate clients have included Live Nation, Ticketmaster, AMC, Ogilvy, and many more. Beth is also a regular contributor to Forbes, Business Insider, and The Huffington Post. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Beth about her company's online course, Inner You Career, which focuses on helping you learn to become that better version of yourself to help you succeed in your career growth and development. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the Leadership Biz Cafe. Hi. Nice to meet you, Tanvir. Thank you for having me. So, Beth, to help frame our conversation today for those listening, I was wondering if you could start off by describing what your interview career online program is. What's the pain point you saw and created this program to address? Sure. Um, If you look at most companies, for instance, there's the top, let's call it 500 to 1,000 if it's a large organization. And so most companies will pay for the top leadership to go through our workshops, to go through now our Zoom workshops, to go through our coaching programs. Um, But what do you do with the other 1,000 who you're not going to spend the big bucks on, not because you don't care about them, it's just where, you know, coaching is expensive, individual coaching. And so if you want to impact an organization and really raise the whole bar of an organization, you need everybody participating in the same language and the same um, work. And so we decided to invent our inner you career. We also have a life, love, and student. But our inner you career for the companies that have many people who they're not spending money on for coaching, but want people to go through the method. Um, And that, you know, is way different than paying, you know, a thousand an hour for coaching. You get 12 modules. You get everything we teach in our workshops 
in this one um, audio for $650, right? So that way companies can service um, their people that aren't getting the individual one-on-one -on -one coaching and workshops. Now, I've had the chance, Beth, to go through your online course, and I was particularly drawn to the program's goal of transforming how we view the word human from being a noun to a verb, much in the way we talk about Googling something. And what I love about this idea is how you point out that what this does is it puts the onus of change, of becoming better, and of being responsible for what we put out there on us. Now, granted, this is a bit of an abstract concept, so could you delve more into this idea of treating human as a verb, and how does it create this pivot in terms of owning our own development and growth? For sure. Yeah, no, I love that. So to human, we're now absolutely saying is a verb, like humaning better. Like, could you please learn to human better? And remember, I, um, I coach C-suite um, and executives and top leadership teams, et cetera. And if you take a leader, so whether, um, whether of a large organization or small, you want that leader to be the best human they could be as a leader such that they're inspiring their, you know, their people to um, get the job done and to be great humans themselves. So it really is, um, there are ways that we are as human beings that suck, that absolutely suck as a parent, as a leader, as a, you know, as a team member on a team. Um, you could name your top three things that you already know you should do better humaning with, right? Like, you know, someone, I was on the phone with someone the other day um, who was looking at hiring us and he's a CEO of a hundred million dollar company, wants to bring it to a billion, but knows that his being late to every meeting, his procrastinating, his not doing things um, is getting in the way of his leadership. And so that's not great humaning that he is shows up late to his own meetings and then gets mad at people if they're late. Like, how does that work as a human being? So it, you start to hear and deal with, not that you're a bad person. We have what's great about us, but we also have what sucks about us. And most of us don't know how it impacts people. You know, when I said to that CEO, like, do you have any idea what the people make up in their own head about you showing up late to every meeting? You have no clue. You know, some of them will feel disrespected and think you don't respect their time. Some of them will roll their eyes like, how the frig dare you um, hold me to account when you're not accountable? And then you always have a friggin' excuse about it and get mad at me when I have an excuse. So it is all about um, upping the ante on better humaning as a human being yourself. Absolutely. And I love that example because... I can imagine a lot of people nodding their heads of having that exact experience with someone that they have a power dynamic with where the rules somehow don't seem to apply to them. And yet when that same behavior is exhibited by them, there is that feeling of annoyance or even a verbal reprimand of you not doing your part as a good employee. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I really think that does help to make this idea a little less abstract. So, Beth, I'd love to explore some of these concepts from your program from the context of improving the way we lead, because I found a lot of resonance in some of the ideas discussed in this program. And the first one revolved around the influence our inner voice has on what we're able to do or achieve. Now, oftentimes when we think about our inner voice, we imagine a singular voice in our head either acting as our cheerleader or making us doubt our ability to succeed in this effort. 
But in this section of your course, you identify three members of what you call the inner board. So what are these three distinct inner voices and how do they impact our ability to evolve and grow and become better leaders for our team and organization? Great question. Um, So we, um, your inner dialogue. So the question, I'm going to go a little bigger and answer it um, from the whole so people understand where we came up with it. So if you ask the question, what's the source of results? So if you take a look yourself, you've got everything is about your results, your results as a parent, your results, you know, your health and fitness, and are you overweight or not overweight? So we all care about results, business, personal, etc. And the question is, sometimes you have results you love that make you happy, proud and effective. And sometimes you have results you don't want, right, that suck. And so the question is, well, what's the source of results? And most people will tell you it's the actions they take or they don't take. And we will tell you, no, that's not the source of results. The source of results is actually what gives you those actions and therefore that result. And the source of all your results is your inner dialogue, your thoughts. Who's running your life is that's your boss, is the inner dialogue. And Dr. David Hawkins did a study years and years ago where what he discovered is that 80% of your hour, human beings, inner dialogue. 80% of my voice is negative, 80%. And then get this, 95% of the 80% that's negative is the same stuff you said yesterday. So your inner dialogue, 80% is negative, which then gives you the actions you take or don't take and give you the result. And your result lines up with exactly what your inner dialogue was. What we, uh, my sister invented is, okay, let's name the three voices that are running 80% of your negativity, okay? And they are, I'll say them and explain them. They are your chicken, you have a chicken voice, you have a brat voice, and you have a weather reporter voice, all negative. Those are the inner dialogue negative board members that should be fired, but they can't be. So you got chicken, brat, and weather reporter. So the chicken voice is the voice of avoiding confrontation, avoiding anything hard, (gasps) avoiding. So a person might say, oh, I should probably go talk to my boss today. And then the voice says back to you, no, don't he or she's too busy. They don't need this. It's, you know, your question is too silly. They're going to get mad at you. Okay, maybe next week when he's feeling or she's feeling a little better. And you'll think that's the greatest business strategy. And I'll call you a chicken. All right. And I have a great um, text that demonstrates a chicken. It is from, um, excuse me, one of my football players. And my football player is Justin Pugh. I'm allowed to use his name. Um, Justin was a New York giant when I started coaching him um, and was in trouble and totally turned him around. And now he's an Arizona Cardinal, has a big contract. And he texted me in the middle of January. So he sends me, he goes, hey, thought about you today. Had to speak to the state Senate of Arizona. And he sends me the clip. And he writes, the chicken didn't want me to do it. But I told that guy to shut the mm up. So that would be the chicken, all right? Now the brat. The brat voice is your defiant voice. Like my 18-year-old daughter. I don't want to. You can't make me. You're not the boss of me. Leave me alone. You should die. You should kill yourself. 
So it's bratty. So the brat voice might sound like this. You wake up in the morning, you're supposed to go exercise, and the brat goes, go back to sleep. And you're like, really? And the black goes, yeah, you should go to sleep. You're stressed. You need to sleep. Go back to sleep. You're good. And you think God just talked to you and you go, thank you. And you go back to sleep. And once again, the brat won, not you. That's the brat voice. Then the weather reporter voice is the subtlest of the three, but just as deadly. So I am sitting in New York City and it is partly sunny and 45 degrees. And there's nothing I can do about it. That's what it is. It's the facts. So when you're weather reporting in your life, you swear that your reason isn't a reason. It's as real as 47 degrees. Like Beth, I don't have time to go to the gym. And you think I have no time is as real as partly sunny and 47 degrees. And it's not malleable. And it is a fact. And it gets you right off the hook. So the three voices are not Chicken Brat Weather Porter, not on your team, although you think they are. They are not you. And you have to start to wake up to hear them so that you can tell them to back off. But you got to be able to hear them to be able to back off. And here's the interesting thing, Tanvir, is that when you hear your voice for what it is, that's your higher self hearing it. And in that moment of your higher self hearing it, you have a choice to either continue on the train of devastating your own self and taking yourself down or telling it to back off and be committed to what you're committed to called your dream. So those are the inner voices. Right. And I really like this point you just brought up here, Beth, that in the process of us using that higher thought capacity of identifying and labeling those various inner voices, we can better understand the impact they're having and helping us better understand why we're taking the actions we are, as you illustrated, and why some of those results will naturally not give us the desired outcomes that we're after. Yes. Yeah. They give you exactly what they give you, chicken, brat, and weather reporter results. So the next area I'd love to discuss with you, Beth, is the module you call career hauntings. Now, basically, this deals with looking at those various negative moments that we have in our career that, as the title says, haunt us, that whether we like it or not, they end up defining or shaping how we view people or how we respond to a situation or even how we go about choosing how we'll go about furthering our career. So... How do we identify these problematic memories? And more importantly, how do we deal with them so that they stop weighing us down? All right. Well, this is going to be interesting. So watch. So a haunting means that there's still something in your life that haunts you. And it's real obvious to be able to identify them because when you think of that, you know, when you, I just got off the phone with someone whose boyfriend cheated on her five years ago and she's had no long-term relationships for five years. Why? Because she's got a haunting. So any area where you keep not being successful, no matter what you do, it just keeps, you keep not being successful or effective. You want to consider that there's something that's been, that still haunts you from years ago. And I, and I don't mean when I say haunting, like you wake up every day and it's haunting you. Now it could be, but mostly it's just when you think of that area 
there's something that's still there. It's got a little suffering to it. It's got a whole story to it. Um, and it's still right there, still haunts you, like the time your boss fired you. You know, you're now in your career, you're successful, you're fabulous, but every time we bring up that company or that CEO, you're immediately like into a whole story, like, oh my God, he was the worst, he was the worst. There's a, it's a haunting. You still suffer over it. You're not resolved about it. And so the first thing to do is, is you then... Um, identify it as, well, okay, I have a haunting in the area of love. I have a haunting in the area of my money. I have a haunting in the area of my career. Now, here's the interesting thing. Why something still haunts you is because the way in which you're telling the story has a lie in it. You're not telling the accurate story. So therefore, it still haunts you. Why? Because you're not being accountable for it. In fact, the way you tell the story has a lie. You're not even owning anything. So for instance, with um, anyone, I had um, a, a top executive, and she's still a top executive, got let go by a major company, okay? So she's an executive, got let go and is in a new career, loves her job, and I started coaching her, and it still was in the conversation. Oh, when I was there, and then the CEO, and he was such a fill in the blank, and well, she wasn't proud, she wasn't happy with him. And I could then hear the haunting in it, which was now affecting how she was dealing with her current boss. And first I had her tell the story the way she always tells, you know, like, all right, tell me about how come you got fired? And so she tells the whole story, and I'm like, okay, now what I want you to do is know you got to lie in the way you tell the story. There's no way that you were that perfect and you just got fired. No, not even close. There's an equal criminality. May I hear the real story that you're not telling? And no one wants to tell the real story, right? Like I'll do a personal one. Um, the, my, not, I'm, I'm with the love of my life, I'm done. But the man before, that I lived with cheated on me. And after I, you know, cried and was upset for about, you know, 10 days of devastation and poor me, I got cheated on. My sister calls me, who's my coach and says, all right, Beth, could you please do the hand down method on yourself? Could you please get like, that's your result. How did you have a man cheat on you? You, you're hot, you're fat, like really Beth? Could I hear the real story? Not the one that you keep telling everybody. And when I thought it was very quick to tell, because it's just something you have to be accountable for. You don't want to be accountable for. Well, here's the real truth. Not to take him off the hook for cheating or maybe a sex addict or whatever. Not anything like that. That's his issue. But for me, that man was not my dream. I didn't even like him that much. And I never told the truth about it because I didn't want to own or be responsible for it. Way easier to have it be that, oh my God, he cheated on me. Versus I was not the greatest girlfriend at all. Not even close. And then I had that conversation with him, owned the whole thing. He forgave me. I forgave him. And we, no haunting, done. And look who I'm now with, the love of my life. So a haunting means that you're not being accountable for something in the story. Always. And you got to find it and tell a different story and tell the accurate story. Like, where's your accountability in the matter?
I really love this idea because, again, I've heard it time and again where I'll hear stories from people or they talk about some major failure they experienced. And a lot of times, though, I mean, the challenge that they'll present me with is is I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what's the teachable moment. And what I love is exactly what you're saying here, which is often I find that there's not a sense of accountability. What was my part that led to this failure because you were part of the process. You were involved in that project. You were assigned that task. You were leading that team. So you had a part to play in that failure. So what was it? But it's always like, well, it was outside circumstances. It was, we didn't have these parts delivered in time. There's always something else. So we're kind of abdicating our responsibility. I really found this part fascinating, and I do think a lot of people will find a lot of resonance here because it gives us that wake-up call we need to recognize how there are these things in our past that because, as you said, we haven't made ourselves accountable for, they really are holding ourselves back, and consequently, we're not able to move forward and live the kind of life that we should be living. Exactly. You're then in your own, yes, your own mess that, you know, the moment you're accountable, everything shifts. True. Love it. So, Beth, I think it's become clear to leaders in all industries and areas of society that we do need to bring more of our humanity, not only to the way we work, but in terms of what we're trying to achieve. So clearly a program like yours that has a goal of wanting to help people become that better version of themselves is definitely something people are going to want to take a look at. And I believe you have something special to share with my listeners, right? Yes, we have a coupon, (laughs) everybody. So there's a coupon. Um, I'm sure um, Tanvir will have it so you can see it, but it's all in capitals, all one word, Leadership Biz Cafe 75. And you'll have access to all our interview promos with this coupon. So you'll see Life and Love. Um, You can either get it together for a particular price. You can get Life and Love for half off. Interview career stays the same price, um, but you'll see that there's just use this coupon Leadership Biz Cafe 75 and you'll get the different deals. That's fantastic, Beth. I really appreciate you offering this to my listeners, and I'll be sure to include the link and the code in the show notes for this episode on my website. Now, before we wrap things up here, Beth, any last words of inspiration or advice you'd like to share on how to embrace making this kind of change in ourselves? Um, any last words um, to make, let me think, any last words? Listen, it's, um, it takes courage to go to work on yourself. You know, we go deep, um, not light, we go deep and we go looking for cavities and pollution because those are the things that are getting in the way of what's important to you in your dream. So what I would make sure is make sure you're still dreaming. And then be on the hunt, like have it be fun to be on the hunt for your own cavities and pollution versus, you know, be embarrassed by them or don't want to deal with them. Because the more you can be on the hunt and see them, the more you can then go after them and evolve yourself. So it just takes courage. And we all have courage. And so use the courage you have to go to work on yourself because it makes a better, it makes a difference. And you want to be a better human for your children and your partners and your spouses and your team. And so courage is the name of the game. That's my last word. Nicely said. Beth, thank you so much for coming on my show and helping us all get a better understanding of how we can not only make human a verb, but learn where we can find opportunities to improve ourselves and with it, the way we lead. Really appreciate it. Yes. 
Awesome. Tanvir, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. An interesting take at not only understanding the different kinds of inner voices that make us question ourselves, but also how, if left unresolved, those past negative career experiences could really adversely impact how we approach our leadership today and the opportunities that lie in wait for us to embrace them. To learn more about Beth's online courses and to get that special code she offered, not to mention some articles of mine that touch on some of the ideas we discussed today, check out the show notes for this episode that you can find on our podcast page at tavernisier.com slash LBC. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Leadership Biz Cafe podcast, brought to you by Tavernisier Leadership. If you're looking for a leadership keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event, whether it's a virtual event or an in-person one, I invite you to check us out and see what people have been saying about the kinds of insights I share on leadership through my talks. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, our ability to continue to create and share episodes of my leadership podcast is dependent on getting the word out there about my show. So if you've been enjoying my show, I'd appreciate it if you could help support it by sharing a link to our show with your social media networks. The easiest way to do this is to simply share a link to our podcast page at tavernisier.com slash LBC, where you can not only listen to every episode of our show right on that page, but you'll find links to subscribe to our show on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio, so you can catch the latest episodes when they get released. And with that, I'm Tammy Nasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.